Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Move It, Shake It, Celebrated Street Party. Everyone's got something to celebrate, so we're throwing the ultimate party that celebrates everything. Soren to tower. We are ready for takeoff. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 617. And each week, together, we will celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as I take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between on the podcast, weekly live video, community, books, audio tours, blog, and much more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. This week, we're going to look at the 10 things we're looking forward to in and from Disney in 2021. From the parks to the screens, both in theaters and on Disney+, Plus. we're going to explore all that there is that's coming and to be excited about. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for info, updates, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. The future has arrived, nobody can doubt. The future is what everything's about. It's better for you, it's better for me, it's better than what everybody thought it would be. The future has arrived, the future has arrived today. And that song from Meet the Robinsons, an underrated movie by the way, is today in context, a bit of a prayer maybe for what our tomorrows will bring because for t- for a lot of people I think 2020 could not end fast enough as we have very high hopes for what 2021 is going to bring in both I think our daily lives and in our Disney worlds plural and as we discussed last week 2020 showed us what we love appreciate and need uh, not just the magic of Disney parks but what we have and what we share on screen and at home. So this week, I promise you two things. That this will not be another three-hour show. Clearly, there was way more that we needed to get out of our system than I thought. And that we're going to look at our 10 things we're looking forward to in Disney in 2021. And since I think and hope and pray that they already had their research done and list made for last week's show that went longer than expected. I have invited back to the show Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel, Lisa Denoto-Glasner from the Castle Run and CoreMemoryCandles.com, and John Sicari from BigFatPanda.com to join me. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome back. It is so great to be back, especially because after that therapy session, that three-hour therapy <laughs> session we had last time, 
it's going to be great to look forward instead of behind us. Yeah, the downer is gone. This is good. <laughs> I think I think um, I think it was Lisa who said at the beginning she she anticipated what was going to be a very cathartic episode, and and hopefully it was for you who joined me and you who hopefully made it through, mostly awake for the the entire three hour tour. But look, I, I look at I look at the past as an opportunity to learn from what we did and experienced and even maybe some of the opportunities that that we lost. And I look forward with hope and optimism and excitement for what is to come. And I get um, that that it is not easy. And, and I want to quickly preface this by saying, um, as I think I did on last week's show and, and last week's uh, Wednesday night live show, uh, where there was a lot going on in, in the real world, I, I am I am not blind um, to what is happening outside of our doors right now, and, and um, to things that are happening to people that we know, and, and to so many so many other people as well. And, and in a Disney context, certainly from cast members out of work to people who can't get to come and enjoy the parks for one reason or another, I, I am. Very understanding and very sensitive of that, um, which is why I want, and I think now more than ever, I really want this show to be a place to escape, to choose the good, to focus on the positive, to hopefully make your day brighter, be a light, um, however bright or small, in in what is often a very dark world. Um, so I ask you to, to please don't think that anything that I ever do here on the show or on the live show is ignorant or insensitive to what is happening uh, in the real world. Uh, but this this show is not the place for that, right? It's not the place that we talk about those things. Instead, I want this to be a, a, a mental and emotional respite, um, a place and a time that will bring a smile to your face. Um, and in this week's contest, uh, context, uh, hopefully a little bit of optimism and hope for the future. Um, and, and with that said... I do think that there is a lot to be excited about uh, in the parks, at in theaters, and at home. And yes, while we learned from 2020 that we never know what tomorrow is going to bring, as I think back to you know our countdown to to what we're looking for in in 2020, uh, I always say, look, if you want to make God laugh, tell him what you're doing tomorrow. But <laughs> I do want to focus on the 10-ish things that we are expecting, more importantly, the things that we are really excited about. And I think the way that makes most sense to do it is maybe start with the Disney parks, Walt Disney World, maybe Disneyland, and then we'll wake, make our way onto the big and small screens. Uh, and with that being said, uh, I know, Becky, I know you love always going first, and then Lisa and then John, because I still believe in, in uh, chivalry not being dead, and ladies first. See, but you know that it drives me crazy when I'm first, so that's why you're calling on me first because it, you know it's going to drive me nuts. It's a, Becky, it's a lose lose yeah, situation. If I make you go first, you 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 complain. It'll be you're like you first. told my stuff. Yeah, and exactly. If, right, and then if you don't go first, you're like, why am I not going first? Am I not important? Somebody else oh, just wow. stole the one bit of nugget gold. The one thing. If you this was a hard place with Lisa, what? knock yourself no, out. I'm, it's you, you, I'm it's, good. 
I'm good. However, I just want to put it out there that there are so many things to be excited for. I do have a very long list. However, some of them might actually bleed into other pieces, but I'm going to go with the one that when I thought about this topic, the one thing that I was looking forward to most besides just, you know, world peace and um, things like, I don't know, getting better, (laughs) getting back to normal, getting a vaccine in my arm. But other than that, the first thing that came to my, my head is, and I hate to say it this way, but I'm going to anyway, for Disneyland to reopen. That's, that is the number one thing that came to my brain because uh, you know, clearly haven't had a chance to go to Disney World yet, but still just knowing that Disneyland is still closed, I, I kind of imagine what the park is like during the day with nobody there and what it's been like this entire time with the rides. What, what are they doing right now when no one is there except for the cleanup crews and, um, and the construction crews? I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, of tidying up that's being done right now. But it's kind of interesting just to kind of close your eyes and imagine what it must be like all of these months with no guests, which is very sad too. So I think the number one thing I'm looking forward to is those Disneyland gates opening back up and guests can come back into the park to enjoy the magic. Becky, I I had in my notes and, and for some things I have, you know, more extensive bullet points than others. I have in my notes, Disneyland open, just dot, dot, dot open. And then yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> it is. And you know what? Yeah. Spider-Man is, is not even secondary. It's tertiary to the reasons why we want this place to open. One, because of what, it rep- what, it, what Disneyland reopening is going to represent, not mm-hmm. just to Disney Parks fans, but what is happening in, in the state of California. And again, it, it's this idea of just being in that place. Uh, stepping foot into that place again. We talked about our individual uh, emotional responses to walking back into the Walt Disney World theme parks again. I imagine not on on an even greater, grander, more pronounced level, uh, especially for so many people in Disneyland who call in California who call that park truly their home. Yeah, all of the people who are locals to the park, who who make that a, a regular routine for their families. I mean, on Friday night, dad gets off work, they grab the kids, they go to the park to watch the fireworks. I, I know a lot of friends and a, a lot of people who it's a weekly thing for them, the ones that live right there. So to have that, that thing that brings their family together, um, not available for this amount of time, is it definitely is going to be something to celebrate on so many levels once it opens again. Plus, I really need a cocktail. <laughs> you know, they have cocktails other places. I, I know, but they but they're much more magical in Disney. John, Lisa, any any thoughts either about Disneyland or Lisa going on to the first on your list? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go on to my next one, but also just acknowledge Becky that that was at the top of my list as well. Though oh. I, I figured it was more more your territory than, than mine, but for all the symbolic reasons, um, despite the number of question marks that I have next to it, like many of the things on my list, um, obviously when that time does come and God willing, it'll be, you know, sometime during this year, of course. Um, Oh, please. Yes, please. Of course. I mean, if you know, for, for many, many reasons, um, most of them intangible, um, I think we're all looking forward to that in the same way that we were, of course, looking forward to walking back into the parks here last year. So, 
Um, but John, did you want to? Yeah, it's weird. I didn't have it on my list because I'm so into Disney World. I just didn't see it as something that I was looking forward to personally. But I definitely realized for everyone else it should be. Yeah. Um, I had to laugh, Lou, when you were starting to to do your intro. It made me giggle. So uh, I know we, we're we're keeping it positive and Disney focused, but I did see someone say that they. Um, where had been appreciative of their seven day 2021 trial period, but would like to skip forward. (laughs) (laughs) Please cancel my my subscription to 2021 because it's not working out exactly as I'd hoped. (laughs) The paid subscription. You know, as everybody was saying at the end of 2020, how they couldn't wait for the new year. I was like, be careful what you wish for, because you don't know what's around that corner. So. Um. But anyway, yeah, so um, moving on to the top of my list, um, in addition to Disneyland, um, and there are so many like sort of big topics to talk about and so many question marks going forward into this year. But I want to start out with something that actually already happened, um, because as of January 1st, we have a park hopper again here in Walt Disney World. And um, while that might seem like it's not a big deal, especially if you're just somebody who's coming here on vacation for seven days and had to sort of decide whether or not to opt into a park hopper. As a local, I think that it really changes the game, you know, as far as how you mentally think about your park days um, and how sort of spontaneously you can do things with friends and family during the week and weekends. I know like for me, um, you know, I might want to pop into a park with friends during the school day. Um, but it was sort of difficult to do that, knowing that, well, my sons might want to go somewhere else later. And if I went with friends during the day, you know, that kind of hemmed me in later in the day. And it, it, it it's really just sort of as a local, I think, changed the park going experience quite a bit um, to not have the park hopper available because it just sort of made the spontaneity of park visits um, a little bit less there. Um, and so I was really happy when they announced that they would be resuming the park hopper again as of January 1st. Um, and I also think that the way that they've instituted has been really smart. So um, for people who don't know, the way that they're doing it is that you do have to reserve a park um, for the day and you do need to visit that park. But then once you visit that first park, you then can visit any park or as many parks as you want. You can return to the first park, basically like a right, normally functioning park hopper as of 2 p.m um, that day. And that works really smart with, with studios, the way that they're doing, um, the, um, rise of the resistance passes because those happen kind of before the 2 PM mark. So it it all just kind of fits together in a really smart way. I think as far as like crowd control and crowd flow, it works really smartly. Um, and yeah, just as a local who appreciates the spontaneity that comes along with an annual pass. Um, I was really happy to see it return. And I also just think it's sort of a an indicator of better things to come. Well, and I had that on on my list sort of in context of, of changes. I'm looking forward to the changes in the way we plan our Walt Disney world vacation park hopping being one of them. Annual passes coming back. I know for a lot of people and, and I have, I have friends and I know we all have friends who God bless them. They just move here, like in February, like so excited to go to the parks and get their <laughs> annual passes. And they are, and they, um, the ability to buy new annual passes was canceled. Now we were starting to see steps uh, in in annual passes returning. Uh, Disney just allowed okay. annual passes for 
two basically what are, what are two groups um if you were an annual pass holder who canceled your ap during the closure and now wish to repurchase your pass you can call ticketing they put in a request they send you a form and um you know you indicate what kind of pass that you had you do have to pay full price for the new pass and not the renewal price but i think at this point you just don't care um and if you have a child under three that child who was under three who is now three is now able to purchase a pass as well it's a baby step but certainly an indicator two annual passes um coming back especially i know like i said for those who are um florida locals um and look you know things like we talked a little bit about this last week the idea of of fast passes coming back Uh, becky i know you know as as for people that are planning the dining plan coming back uh maybe not having park reservations be a requirement all those changes heading back to a a pre-covid day and and planning your walt disney world vacation is something i I think i I know i and a lot of other people are looking forward to as well yeah i had that on on my list too the park copy returning but um i was kind of going a bit farther to where it's returning for the whole you know what what it was normally i Mm. i don't i've been using the world normal a lot and i kind of wish i wasn't because i'm not sure what the new normal is going to be but being able to go from one park to another where you can start a magic kingdom and have lunch in epcot and go to dinner at at hollywood studios once that comes back and i'm going to be really excited about that but like you both said all of these little changes are Baby Yoda steps forward, which means we'll have um, that normal, whatever it is, again, sooner rather than later. And as locals, I know, you know, when when we're we're chatting in an afternoon, and say, "Oh, come on, let's all go to a park together tonight." We're like, "Whoa, slow down, there, cowboy. Yeah. Let's make sure that reservations are available and who can go and when." So we want that, and we miss that. Freedom and flexibility, again, sort of talking about the the taking of things for granted to a certain degree, the idea that we could just go to any park whenever we want. Uh, I know that we very much look forward to that coming back as well. So my number one on my list, no matter how many times I looked at it, was Harmonious. And I know that's on your list. It's got to be on your list. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what it is, so I can only plan in my mind this this great big, you know, epic nighttime entertainment spectacular. But I miss that, you know, gathering around the fire, that culmination of the day. It does it, you're right, it makes the whole day better knowing that there's this this big thing to look forward to at the end. No matter what you're doing in the day, you can't wait to get to that that epic nighttime pinnacle. And I really, really need that again. I mean, that was probably, even as a kid, what I looked forward to the most was like the electrical parade and stuff like that. So I can't wait to see what Harmonious is. And I don't think we're going to be disappointed, you know, based on what we're hearing and seeing. So I I just can't wait for that. You know, I know that there was discussion last week, both among us and and hearing online and just among friends about what we're starting to see now is the preparations for Harmonious are literally being moved into place in terms of 
the large barges. I didn't say large marge. I said the large barge. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought of when you just said Thank it. you for getting the Pee Wee reference and, and indulging <laughs> me a little bit. But Ooh. as these... these um, <laughs> he looked like this. Um, as the barges oh, are being moved into place, I'm hearing... You know, a lot of, ay, they're big and they're dark and they're intrusive and they're all these things. And, and me being the eternal optimist that I am and, and having the trust that I do sort of reserve judgment until I see. Because when you hear that Harmonious is going to be the largest nighttime spectacular ever created for a Disney theme park. Becky, you know, having been to some of the overseas parks, having been and you seeing World of Color, that makes me go, wait a minute, like, what do they really have in store that concept art is probably not able to convey? And I think that's what we're going to get is this wonderful symphony that's going to combine the best of world of color and the best of the floats from the Tokyo Disney Sea nighttime spectaculars, the set pieces, the pyro, the water fountains, the LED screens in plus finally being matched up with the the music and that that we know and love so john I, i'm with you and that's why I, i'm w look like construction walls and epcot i'm willing to forgive what i see now right now in anticipation of what is to come when it's done we'd be worried if they were small barges because then <laughs> you're going to get a small well, show and at okay. least they're going to be fountains right let me ask a question for, for the one in the room that has not seen it or been there. Can you guys explain how many barges are we talking about? Are they going to be anchored in place and not move? Like, I think a lot of us thought that when the barges were the pictures of them coming in, we're going to be like the globe that would exit stage right when the show is done. Are these in place? Are they big? How many are there? I've only seen a couple of pictures. They're big. So could... I mean, look, let's not, let's not lie. They're big and they, you know, because they are, you know, they they need to be, you know, matte black so that they blend in at night. And each one of the barges has LED screens and pyro and lights and fountain and all these different things. And pyro. And they're pyro right. They're they're pyro. sizable. I mean, there's no denying it. And depending on where you're standing right now on the shores of World Showcase Lagoons, you can't not see it. It's there. Um, my understanding is that they are going to be permanently anchored, but. I don't know what I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And so there's, there's one in place right now. And I, as I understand it, there's, there are going to be five. Um, and they, I believe they are going to be permanently in place and at fountains during the day. And then obviously a part of harmonious in the evening, I can only imagine how big the show is going to be. And I couldn't agree more with John about looking forward to that sort of climactic experience in the evening at the end of the park day um, that we all miss so much. Um, I Nobody misses Illuminations more than me. I cried like a baby <laughs> the last show. And that was my, like, some people miss wishes. Some people miss, you know, I miss all those things. But to me, like, Illuminations, like, it's hard for me to even listen to the music. I miss it so much. Um, so I'm obviously looking forward to what's coming and like you guys said, it's supposed to be the biggest, you know, evening show they've ever done at any park. So, and World Showplace Lagoon was, um, Showcase Lagoon was, you know, obviously under underutilized in that way because it is such a grand spot. Um, that being said, like I'm, I'll, even like 
in my own neighborhood or even growing up, like I always prefer a quiet pond to a pond with a fountain in the middle of it. Um, and that's just me. Um, that's just how I prefer aesthetically to look at things. And it is really hard for me to, even for the single barge that's there right now, I fully will own that. Um, I'm having a hard time with it. <laughs> it does, it does sort of obstruct that view across world showcase lagoon. It does, I mean, I'm, that's just me being honest. Um, I'm excited about what's to come. Um, I'm excited for them to at least be fountains during the day. So they're not just these big black things sitting in the middle of world showcase lagoon, um, in the middle of the day. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're there for. I trust the Imagineers. Um, and I, I just trust that like, if they have decided to put these things in the middle of world showcase lagoon, that there's a good reason for it. So I'm looking forward to whatever they're Purpose from from some <laughs> from some of the concept art and some things that some of the the show people were talking about with the just sheer amount of pyro that is supposed to uh, to go into this particular show, I'm excited and I, I think if you're going to throw a couple of big huge barges in the middle of something, putting some fountains on it in the daytime is going to be kind of nice. It <laughs> will have that little bit of an atmosphere that'll um, that'll bring it up a notch rather than just having five big things sitting in the middle of the pond. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, they I, pulled I, that globe out every day for 20 years. So there's gotta be some good reason that they're not. <laughs> I'm sure there's and, a reason. And what, yeah. You know, is it, uh, is the serenity of a calm and quiet lagoon? How is that going to compare? And again, we we're, we're guessing. Oh no. How yeah. will that compare to what I sometimes enjoy, which is, the kinetic element that a fountain brings and, and you do, you know, like sitting in my favorite spot in Japan, I like the sound of yeah. the, the trickling waterfall. So it's going to be very, look, you know, will they be on all day? We're, we're, we're completely guessing at this point, which is part of what gets me excited um, is, is that we don't know what, what is to come. Yeah. yeah. I, I can look at the optimistic way and say that it, it adds to the anticipation mm-hmm. during the day. What are these things going to do at night? So I'm hoping for something good. And we've also lost Fountain of Nations, which we all sort of enjoyed the shows that took place there along with the music during the course of the day. So I'm sure, you know, that'll kind of replace that to some extent. So that'll, I'm sure that I'm sure knowing them. that. Oh yeah. We didn't, I don't know if there'll be mute, right. If there's mute, there might be music to, to do something with them. That would be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll yeah, be interesting. A, a lot of unknowns and (laughs) certainly from both the planning perspective and, and, you know, the timing of things too. Um, I will, I will, um, I will take us from Epcot quickly. I think we're going to end up probably coming back at some point, but I'm going to take us from Epcot and I'm going to sort of lump a couple of mine together in, in a single, um, in a single number on this list. And I'm going to say Magic Kingdom in terms of bringing back what's old and anticipating what is new and, Believe it or not, the first thing on my list, I kid you not, was the people mover coming back. Like, I miss the people yeah. mover. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people are looking forward to all these new things that are coming in and, like, going to the club, meeting all these new people. I'm like, I'm still waiting for my ex to come back. Like, I know she's going <laughs> to come back any day. And I do. I miss, <clears throat> excuse me, the simple serenity of, of a ride on the people mover. Um, just like I miss, I miss the awesome. Walt Disney World Railroad. I miss there is yeah. something comforting in the sound of 
that train whistle and the yeah. engine coming by. Um, and we know that that is due in part to the Tron coaster coming, which my little Shanghai loving fingers crossed open does open in, <laughs> in 2021. Do we know if the train is like going under Tron or what's where it's actually going? Actually, what happens now is the Walt Disney World Railroad becomes Tron. It just goes right <laughs> onto the track. <laughs> really going to throw guests, you know. So if you don't get off in Fantasyland, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> it's like how the people mover goes through Space Mountain. The exactly. train will now go through Tron. Like, why am There's I a few tourists that gets really shocked when that starts to happen. Yeah, you get on the train and all of a sudden they're they're like putting you in restraints. <laughs> <laughs> and, your, and your feet have to All fit? Sudden, Wait a minute, it's, what? It's going to be like the movie Running Man. Like you're sitting in the thing and these <laughs> uh, things cross over your... And yeah, that'll be a surprise for Grandma. But no, it's going... Oh, what I, I am looking forward to, though, are the views from the train of Tron, especially at night. <laughs> Becky, you know, seeing that... Oh, my gosh. Uh, that, uh, what we see now, that, that skeleton that is being built at the time of this recording, is very, very impressive. When that's lit up at night... Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. I remember standing right under it at night and it just glows and lights up the entire area. And then um, the the cars are going, well, the cycles are going above you and it feels like you could just reach up and touch them. It That was so Even amazing. Even from a distance, it's impression yeah. because the canopy yeah. glows and, and, and changes color. It all, the, the colors on the canopy almost seem to dance and there's no yeah. other way uh, to describe it. I remember getting off that ride the very first time and you looked like you were a five-year-old that just got the chocolate factory. <laughs> you were giggling. And then when, remember when they turned around and looked at you and said, do you guys want to go again? I think that you were off like a shot and back in, in that line faster than any of the rest of us. That Lou, how many time. times did you ride it? Gosh, I don't even know. I, wow. I wrote it a few times. Um, you know, Becky, I, I literally remember... <clears throat> They say you always remember your first. I literally remember standing there, like being next to get onto the light cycle. And I had this incredible, nervous, giddy anticipation and looking around like to friends that were there on the ABD with us, like, mm -hmm. like not being able to believe that this thing that I imagined doing as a kid was finally going to come true. Yeah, I, I remember your face, and you were you were literally like hopping up and down like a little kid. It was really fun, and I, I that ride is so unique. I can't wait for others to enjoy it because it has just this feeling about it. Um, and, and again, the look of it and how it glows at night. And it, the it's music, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, just so you know, Tron Legacy is coming very very quickly to my Disney Plus pick of the week for Wednesday night live <laughs> show. So, shocker. Get ready. Get ready. So, all right, Becky, uh, back to you. What is next on your list? All right. I have, I know uh, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. Just, it's hard to eat just one potato chip. Um, I'm going to stay Who in Disneyland. Potato chip? I know. I, I try. It's like, you know, when you cheat on your diet, you just say, you know, if I just have one, I'll have the taste. I'll be fine. No, no one. Okay. I don't know what the word diet means. Obviously. I'm saying that doesn't happen. <laughs> So I'm going to stay in Disneyland and I'm going to go here because I just have to. The other thing I was thinking as I reschedule all the business trips I have to do, there's one thing that I'll have to cancel everything for 
and that's Avengers Campus. And I know you said Spider-Man earlier when I said Disneyland, and I'm sorry for staying on the West Coast, but I'm just going to do it because I think for me, that's the most, while Tron's great, don't know when that's going to open yet, and some of the other things that are coming down the line that I'm sure we'll talk about, this is the one I am most excited to see. And when we thought that we were going to see it in fall, um, and remember had to cancel those reservations because we were holding hotel res to, to be able to go. I think that was the most diff- one of the most difficult reservations I had to cancel because I was so excited for everything that's coming. And I know, Lou, you're all about the web slingers, um, but just some of the other stuff that, that's coming, uh, like the Pimtest Kitchen, how are they going to incorporate some of the things that they're going to do there with the food and, um, and the, uh, what's the one the uh cheese and that's out of my out of my brain all right so i'll help you along so attraction wise you've got got guardians and the the heroic encounters you've got the collector's warehouse which is going to be there uh the sanctum the the sanctum thank you right that's the one i was i was trying to go for so some of the stuff that they were talking about is going to happen in that realm i just i love the ability to walk in like Radiator Springs, when you walk into this movie, I have a feeling that that's kind of what we're going to do is walk into this environment um, of all these things that we know and love about Marvel and, and, the, um, uh, and the Avengers and actually be able to live it all around you. And I, I'm so looking forward to having that experience. So that's I think as impressive as Cars Land was the first time we saw it, mm-hmm. I think that was plus when we saw pandora i think that that was turned up to 11 when we saw galaxy's edge and batu yeah. and i think the the it's just the needle's going to go off the charts when avengers campus opens not just Will because Thor i have be such a you know this <laughs> weird love of of marvel and all these things I but i just think in terms of what they learned and continue to improve upon from a storytelling, technology, immersive, interactive type of experience. That is what we're going to see, I think, on a level that we haven't seen anywhere else in any other park worldwide. Yeah, like you said, um, when it came to Galaxy's Edge, it took that step up to where everything, every detail from the the restrooms to the garbage cans to uh, not, not just the the pieces within an attraction itself, but it was fully immersive all the way around from the moment you walked into that land. And I think you're right. I think that they've learned a lot even since Galaxy's Edge. And I'm my little brain is hoping because I, too, also trust the Imagineers that they're going to take this IP and it's going to turn it up to 11. So, I'm and remember excited. this is only phase 1. This yeah, is only I phase know. 1. The Quinjet experience is going to be part of phase 2. I know. Do you remember when um uh, when the no, it Alex will we'll go there in a second, but do you remember at um when we were there for the Guardians um ride and they walked us over and we found the manhole yeah. the uh, <laughs> And we're all looking at it going, what's going to come out of that? What is that going to be? It's things to come, but it's a hint. But it was before they ever announced this whatsoever. So we were guessing at what that could possibly be. And it totally tied it together. But yeah, then you talk about an expo when they were starting to show off um, some of the little pieces that they wanted to tease us with. Uh, It was really exciting, really exciting. It's going to be my second trip to Disneyland when that opens. 
My sec, I got, I got to call my mouse fan travel agent and get to uh, Disneyland yeah. again, dude. Seriously, I've only, I've only been there once. That'll be my second trip for real. Well, if we can tie that in with some of the th- things we, uh, sh- yeah. Sorry. <laughs> said too yes, much we will. I've said we too will. much already. Anyway, <laughs> Lisa. Um. Yeah. So I think the second thing on my list is another thing that's sort of broad and has a big question mark next to it as far as what the timing will be and um, the extent to which all of this will come back. But my sort of broad thing that I'm most also looking forward to is the performances and performers returning to um, the parks and resorts. So, um, you know, whether it is the Voices of Liberty or um, the citizens of Main Street and Hollywood or um yeah, you know, no. the, obviously around World Showcase, such an it, they're such an integral part of the experience there. Um, you know, things like who knows if they're coming back or not, but the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra and um, Yeehaw Bob and so many of the performers that have, um, you know, gone away, sadly, um, during the course of everything that has gone on. And of course, we don't know the extent to which they're coming back, the extent to which they'd be willing to come back. Um, when that will be, if at all, um, obviously the shows finding Nemo, the musical and the Lion King, and there, there just, there's so many things that I think we took for granted, um, about our experience of the parks because they either because they were in the background or because they weren't riding Everest or, or whatever they were. I know for me, like going to animal kingdom, like I, the big decision was, are we going to do Lion King? Or are we going to do Nemo yep. <laughs> with our time there? <laughs> And, you know, or, you know, watching the the dancers and singers in Africa and it, it just, it, it's a huge category of things. Um, I don't know the extent to which they're coming back. I don't know when it will be safe for them to come back. Um, but I, I do know that I have definitely gained an appreciation for the extent to which they added to my experience of the parks and resorts. Yeah. Um, you know, walking home, like where, my DVC home resort is Boardwalk. And the reason why we chose it in part was because, it was an experience in itself, like walking back from Hollywood Studios or Epcot at the end of the night, you would, um, you know, come onto Boardwalk and there'd just be this whole new experience waiting for you with Coney Island Chris and the um, the mimes and stuff that would do things there that, you know, the kids would enjoy so much. So um, I don't know when they'll be back. I don't know who will be back. Um, I don't know if the Tyco drummers will be back or you know, so many of the other, you know, so many, so many of things, the list is so, so long. Um, but I do know that I have gained an appreciation for how much they added to our experiences of the parks and resorts. And I can't wait until they're back in some capacity. It's weird because in my brain, they never left because I haven't seen it any other way. So yeah, I agree with you. Consistently, uh, when I think of the studios, a lot, I mean, you know, you always remember the big rides and the big attractions, but I can absolutely say the citizens of Hollywood are always at the forefront of yeah. great memories in the studios. I had, um, in the same vein, Lisa, I had two words on my list, and it was just cast members. And as an extension of, of what you're saying, I, I want to see every single cast member that was let go come back. And I, I mean that sincerely, you know, the ones that want to return, I hope that they do. Um, I hope that they do with the same passion that, and I know that they would, with the same passion that they had before. And if they have moved on, you know, I, I completely understand. But 
Um, you know, we we you see a number in a headline of twenty eight thousand, thirty thousand, thirty two thousand. You start incorporating the other parks, and it's an overwhelming number. And then when you realize that those are those are thirty eight, those are thirty some odd thousand individuals and people who have not only lost a job, but it's I think that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of those cast members who are there are not there for the paycheck. They're there for the yep. love of what they do. And for them, forget about from a selfish perspective. For them, I want them to have that back. I want them to be back. I I know and understand the joy that it brings them in the in bringing joy to us because every cast member's role, every job description is exactly the same. Their job is to do one thing. It's to make people happy. How they execute on it, what their role is, is different. But that's what their mission, that's what their goal is. And I know that they long for that and they miss that. And we saw firsthand how devastating it was on that last night when cast members knew the park was closing, when college program kids were being sent home. I've, I know we all know a lot of cast members who it's affected, including some of the performers, um, you know, that that are, are not there. So when I say cast members, I, I mean every single individual that has been affected by this. Uh, if I could snap my fingers and bring it back to what it looked like in February, I would in a heartbeat. Well, way to bring down the room on jello all right (laughs) how do you follow that up really because that's that feeling that we all kind of had on the the last episode of yeah we miss all those faces and it it did impact so many people so to to see them being able to return to bring the magic back again that that would be amazing yeah john was gonna go i'm looking for the crepery in paris in france to come back (laughs) to come to open but forget it i can't say that now (laughs) no no i i definitely had citizens (laughs) john what is it what's next on your list let's see i think you know i think i went for some some low-hanging fruit uh but you know what the play pavilion I want to see what that play pavilion is going to be. I see artist renderings and it looks like a lot of fun. Isn't that, is that soon? Are you getting the feeling that that should be semi soon? You know, fingers crossed that it is. And under, look, this is why Disney does not, you know, normally say without a, a very high degree of certainty, this is when we are opening because there's a lot of outside things that happen. I'm with you in terms of my excitement for it, not just because I want to see what that pavilion and and how that that dome is going to change, but really more for what I think is going to be the next step in the evolution of interactivity between guests and not just static things or or technology, but the levels of interactivity I think that we're going to have in terms of characters um, whether it's Edna Mode or Huey doing Louie or whoever else is planned for that pavilion but I think John obviously with with so much being uncertain in terms of timing I think that's why we haven't even been given necessarily a specific time frame when it's going to open I think I hope I in my little heart of hearts that it will be ready for the 50th anniversary and I think that has always been the plan but it's hard to sort of, I, and I understand it's hard for Disney to say until we start getting closer. Yeah, I agree. I am looking forward to it though. Mm-hmm. 
I think a lot of sort of external factors and CDC guidelines are probably. I'm just looking to- forward to the update to the making of me. That's really the real interactive <laughs> element. <laughs> the interactive version? Seriously? Right. <laughs> Is that where you're going? <laughs> it does feel like old school Epcot. They're like Communicore. And yes, like, like yes. all the stuff I like loved about Epcot when I went when I was four years old. I kind of feel like we're going to be like getting a 2021 version of all of that. And I'm super excited. Yeah, the, the post-COVID version of it's going to be interesting because so much of it is <laughs> is interactive and yeah, exactly. things that you have to touch and things that you have to. So I, I, I'm wondering how much that they're going to have to reimagine um, to to make it open at this point, because it, it does look like there's going to be some challenges with that in a post-COVID yeah, world. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, unless you have something specifically you want to talk about, I think the 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 new and improved Epcot in 2021 is something that I'm looking forward to. Whether it's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, yes, the Crapery I'm looking forward to, Guardians of Galaxy, Space 220 is Space going to 220. be the next Space sort of, is so high know, on my list. Uh, yeah, that's definitely. Okay, list so we're, I was going to say, we're all taking that on the list right now, so might as well talk about it because yeah. I think it's on uh, all of our lists. It's on the list, yeah. <laughs> the, um, look, even things like the... Um, uh, the, the DuckTales World Showcase Adventure. Yeah. Again, because what are we starting to see as an overarching look at, at Epcot is something that I think was beginning to be ushered in with, with, with some degree of, of criticism with the, when, when Frozen opened is Epcot becoming more of a family-friendly park? And not that it's ever been family-friendly, but what I mean is there are more, not just things for families to do, but there are more things that are attractors for family. I think Harmonious is going to be there. I think Remy's is going to be there. Guardians, Journey of Water, Space 220, The World Showcase Adventure. These are all things that families are able to do together as opposed to, hey, we want to go to Epcot. We need to find something for the kids to do. And, and you know, at least like we're parents of, of young kids that sometimes Epcot was was a bit of a challenge keeping them occupied. But what I think that we're starting to see is that turning of the corner, it started with things like Nemo. It was really, I think, brought to the next level with Frozen. I think a lot of these things, I think DuckTales and Journey of Water and Guardians and the Play Pavilion and Remy are really going to... I don't want to say change the makeup of Epcot because I think it has one foot in the past and another in the future. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a mother of young kids, I think, you know, my experience of Epcot has always been so much about like balancing between, you know, doing a a tour of world showcase and enjoying like the current festival and like being in tune with the things like the odd things sometimes that my kids really loved. Like my kids love to go to the seas and look at the aquarium. They love like watching the trains in Germany for hours on end. (laughs) Um, You know, they could, they could sit in the DVC lounge for, you know, the afternoon and do their homework and be happy. Um, It's like the biggest, most, you know, most local statement ever. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, but no, I mean, I feel like Epcot is becoming like, like I, I would never agree with the idea that like Epcot wasn't a park for kids because like my kids love Epcot, but I think they loved it for these like quirky reasons, like the ones that I just described and what we're seeing, like you said, Lou is, is it, they're 
becoming more sort of like mainstream normal things to experience in the park that are more family friendly. So um, like you guys, I'm super excited for all of that. Tony Baxter constantly teasing about journey into imagination. Yeah. I said it last week. (laughs) I still believe I'm my, my little candle over there is still burning for what I believe is going to be maybe not this year, but eventually right, right. I think I that think... plan is, is very much in place for Oh, from your mouth to God's ears. I think, I think that that poster that we saw introduced this past year right before the shutdown when they opened yep. up the Odyssey and they had all those posters on display. I think that's a little bit more of a hint to the future than people might necessarily... Maybe, look, I'm, you know... Um, not to sound like a conspiracy theory, but I do. I think that's a little bit more of a hint to what may be coming for Figment and his buddy, the dream finder. That's all. I'm saying. I agree. I agree with that. So, uh, all right, Becky, what do you have next on your list? Uh, you keep making me have to choose here. Um, I'm going to go with kind of the direction you guys have been going, but I'm waiting for, or looking forward to, the day when they say all of the resorts in Walt Disney world are open again. Um, they're doing a great job. You can see that the, uh, the demand is increasing. We're finally seeing early in the year, uh, all-star movies is going to open. We're going to get beach club coming online. Will Lodge is coming the Polynesian, of course, with its updates and how beautiful that's going to be. I can't wait to see what they've, how they're going to reimagine the Polynesian because there's so much they can do with that theming. But the ones that are kind of still out there that we don't know about yet, Boardwalk Inn hasn't been announced for an opening date. Neither have uh, Port Orleans, Riverside or French Quarter, which those, oh, they're so missed right now as we're booking people and and getting um, people excited about the trip that they're going to do this summer or this fall and not having access to some of those fan favorites has been a little challenging. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to the day where we don't have to keep looking at calendar or the announcements to see if a a resort is open or closed at this point. Becky, do you see the line where the sky meets the sea? It calls me and no one knows how far I'll go. (laughs) But I look, I had the resorts on there too. I am, look, we forget, it's the Polynesian's 50th anniversary as well. It too, mm-hmm. much like we talked about last week, some of these attractions or the castle needing a bit of a makeover, it might be time for the Polynesian too. And, and I love what integrating Moana will potentially do for the Polynesian. I am, look, I want the day to come this year when we don't have to say, hey, is Port Orleans open? Is this resort open? Is this restaurant open? Um, And you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I was throwing another song reference at you. Oh, it's like, oh, what am I? Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Jeez, hello, people. Do you guys need some caffeine or something over there? Well, I needed something a little more than just two words. But um, yeah, I think having the the existing resorts reopen, I think the... Uh, the updates to the Polynesian will be welcome. I think some of the resorts like Grand Floridian are, are getting the new Victorian Alberts Bistro. So I'm oh, look, I'm always hey. down for a uh, a new restaurant reopening. Research. Uh-huh. And, Research. And look, as long as we're talking about resorts, we don't know, 
you know exactly when, but we might as well throw the Galactic Star Cruiser in there. That's in terms on, of, that's on take my that list. on my list right now. Of, Thank yeah, you. Well, talk, now, if we're gonna talk resorts, let's talk. Okay. You know, the um, Elysium. the Bantha in the room. Yes. So clearly, we don't know if that's gonna open in 2021. It was supposed to start opening for booking as of December. That was the the focus that we should be able to book the Star Cruiser in December which then kind of led to the ability to for it to open in 2021. But we have not heard anything about booking yet. So at the very least, if I can book it in 2021, that will make me happy. Um, but that's going to be one of those experiences that, yes, I am looking forward to. I want to get my Jedi robes and pack them in the suitcase and check in and maybe hide out so they don't kick me off on the second day. I thought you were um, going to say hide a Grogu under your under <laughs> Well, your I can do that too. No. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if Grogu is going to be on board that thing? Oh. oh. He can't. He's training with Luke Skywalker. But even Luke has to go on vacation every year. Spoilers. So maybe he takes Spoilers. Grogu with him. I mean, come on. Let's, and look, let's I, 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 Becky, I, I've said this to you privately. I'm going to throw it out there publicly because mm. the Halcyon experience is much, uh, uh, very much akin to a cruise-like experience. I'm also looking for the very first WW Radio group adventure on the Halcyon. Oh, yeah. believe me, that is on my list. Could, can you imagine if we could do a buyout of, of the... <sighs> one thing at a time now i'm one looking for thing at a time. contract let's get all-star let's get all-star open and then we'll start writing about okay let's see on and, and maybe, buyouts maybe we should maybe we should try meet of the month first before right we try. yeah meet of the, yeah got that it be, uh, that'll be nice <laughs> um any other thing guys in terms of of resorts that you are are specifically looking for or wanted to mention so I'll echo the excitement about Polly. Um, and I, I will say like to anybody who's kind of a naysayer or a skeptic as far as the re like not, well, not reimagining, but sort of the Moana inspiration or theming. Like I would invite you um, to go to Enchanted Rose at the Grand Floridian because so many people, when they heard um, that Miser's was being rethemed to be right. the yep. beast, were kind of taken aback and said, that's not sort of, that's not the idea of Grand Floridian. That's too cartoonish or, or whatever um but when you go there obviously it's a gorgeous space that is just sort of inspired by the palette and um characters etc of, of beauty and the beast and there's nothing about it whatsoever that, that does not blend impeccably with the and Grand you have to search to get that beauty and the beast reference and go oh okay well i you mean know, to the, get the, the cartooniness but the lighting is inspired by her gown and obviously this sort of there's sort of you know a gorgeous lumiere and a very subtle cogsworth and um, it's there. It's very much there, but it's beautifully done. And so I'm just excited to see kind of what they can pull out of Moana in the same vein um, for the Pali. Um, and also, I, um, Becky, I know you're not here to watch it going up, but I'll, I'll just throw in the cove um, because, you know, the Swan and Dolphin are such great Marriott right. resorts and the cove is gorgeous. Like the just seeing the facade of it going up as quickly as it is going up and the way that it looks from the outside, I'm I'm super excited for it. I think it's when I was there last time it was just scaffolding and and a crane or two. That's all I saw. So yeah, I have no idea so what it looks like. Even the exterior of it has like a water kind of effect on the outside. And it looks wow. it looks really, really beautiful. So uh, look, let's um, talk about let's let's get to what we're really talking about. New new hotel means new dining. So that's really what I'm looking forward to most. So you got to have another another restaurant that you can cheat on um, Boathouse for? If, if only if you... there was somebody who would... Uh, 
<laughs> of course, now I'm thinking about the beauty. When you do that. I'm now I'm thinking about the Beauty and Beast inspired charcuterie board at, uh, oh. at Enchanted Rose. <laughs> but think about Polynesian and like tuna or sushi. Oh, oh dude. Boy. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know who was supposed to go next. Me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm up next. And um, I've got, like, lots of specifics on my list that I'm sure will hit along the way. Um, but I'm just going to sort of address the sort of big pink elephant in the room. And please know, I'm going to just preface this by saying that please know that I know that all of the things that are different right now are being done for the right reasons. And all of the precautions that are being taken are being taken for the right reasons. And I am the first person to be masked when I leave my house. Um, and I'm the last person to complain about it. Um, that being said, I miss pictures of my children in the parks where you can see their faces. Um, I miss being motivated to take those pictures in the way that I used to be motivated to take those pictures. I miss being with my people at run Disney events. Um, I just miss the closeness. I miss being shoulder to shoulder at fireworks shows. Um, and I know I'm just sort of swooping in a lot of stuff um, in, in one item. But um, all of the things that brought us shoulder to shoulder and close together um, and unmasked um, on property. I mean, this is the top of my list. I mean, it was too much of a pink elephant in the room to say first. But, um, you know, I, I look back at my photos, past pictures of my children with their faces covered. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm the runner in the room. Um, I just did my virtual dopey. I finished it today. Um, you know, I, I, I ran a, a marathon at my own house, um, in my own neighborhood alone today. Um, uh, see, I was thinking about that because of course this morning would have been the 2am alarm yeah. where Lou would have told me at like 10 o'clock the night before via text that be up at three o'clock and be out front of the yacht club. And then we would have had egg McMuffins today, which would have been great. We would have seen all the runners. We would have complained about getting up early, but we would have loved every minute of it standing there and hugging you guys and cheering you on. And yeah, I'm with you. That is a huge thing. I can I actually, hopefully there will be a race in 2021. We don't yeah. know yet at this point. There will be one near the end. Am I correct there? Yeah. I mean, certainly we're canceled through Star Wars at this point, which yeah. is sort of the end of the 2020, 2021 race season. And then we would pick up again with wine and dine um, in the beginning of November. So we all have our fingers crossed. Who knows what will be happening at that point, but we'll be very far into our oh. vaccinations. And, and yeah, I was going to say, dare point. I say, I'm going to be happy to get up at two o'clock in the morning to see the runners again and to experience mm -hmm. that and to, to be with everybody. Absolutely. We all will. I mean, I think we've all realized just how much we took for granted, mm -hmm. um, you know, before all of this started. And obviously that's a common theme in everything that we're saying. <laughs> so, but, so Lou, you have to stop working on that cardboard cutout that you've been working on this entire year, so that you could Listen, you know, replace yourself. I, 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 <laughs> I sort of had what you're talking about under the umbrella of a single four-letter three. Well, three potentially. I had the word hugs on my list. Hmm. I yeah. know it's stupid. Like I'm no. a hugger, man. I am seriously having like hug withdrawal. So. When it comes that time that we can look at each other without that, oh, are, are we shaking hands? Are we fist bumping? Are we just like waving in the air? Like, bring it in, you sweaty runner, you, and give me a hug, man, because I am, whether it be a meet of the month, meeting somebody in the park, the high five and over boathouse, whatever it might be, I, I'm, I am very, very, very much looking forward to making up for lost hugs. 
I agree with that 100%. I did have, Lisa, no masks on my list. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. From your mouth to his ears, right? But, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, I'm the last person to complain about having a mask on, and I'm the first person to put one on my face no matter where I'm going. But No, it'll be really nice when willing, they're not. Bring on the but, day where we don't need them anymore because. Yeah. You know, I, I, I miss my kids' smiles and pictures. I miss Run Disney. I miss, you know, I mean, obviously we, you know, we closed out Marathon Weekend or what would have been Marathon Weekend today. Um, you know, so all the more, you know, I just, I, I miss your the faces. The poor people who invented smile detection technology. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> We've all mastered our smiles. So if anything is going to <laughs> <laughs> smile with our eyes better than ever. But yeah, yeah. I miss faces and hugs and all that good stuff. Yep. John, what else for you in the Disney parks is on your list? Let's see what I got. I do have Star Wars Hotel Space 220. The Epcot transformation overall. What what are we getting? Uh, Spaceship Earth, I hope, eventually gets that 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 redo, that overhaul. Uh, I got Ratatouille on there. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in Paris. I'm really looking forward to that whole area and riding the ride. That's mine. Shrink me. But of course, you, for, for Lou, it's all about the food, right? Can, yeah. can you imagine? You're not going to, they're going to have to like drag you out of that little rat um, car because it's like, <laughs> I need to return to the food. It's just going to be a constant Lou Mangiello on, and you're not going to be in Boathouse anymore. You're going to be on the Ratatouille ride. Who has been on that ride here? I have not. I've seen it. I didn't write it because I was in in Paris um, the month that it was opening, but it wasn't open yet. Oh, but that's exciting that you'll you'll be able to do it with us first. That's good. I I have actually, I've been fortunate to step foot into one of the early scenes um, as it was being built. And it's very impressive. Were you in the pantry? Yep. We were Yep, in the pantry, pantry. right? Yeah. So it's very impressive to see that space and what it is going to look like and the level of detail that's in there. So, um, and did we did we mention that there's a crepery opening right around the corner? Oh, <laughs> yum! But to, uh, you know, so an extension of so I'm I am looking forward to the food. I'm looking not just for the crepery, but I'm looking forward to Festival of the Arts and the taste of flower and garden festivals. We mentioned last week that I think Disney's been knocking it out of the park with these taste of events that are coming uh, i'm looking forward look let's we can skip parks but sort of stay in the same vein of food i'm looking forward to disney's hollywood studios getting a new fun themed table service restaurant in the roundup rodeo barbecue and you had me at was- barbecue and rodeo roundup <laughs> which we expect to be opening in in sometime in 2021 again no timetable has been announced as yet I almost totally forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah it's that's easy to. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to because it's just that one little piece of concept art as you're standing in the, in the queue for Slinky Dog. Yeah, I mean, remember all of the things that were presented to us and our minds were just blown at D23 and trying to keep track of all the new stuff that was coming? Um, you know, hats off to Disney for uh, giving us such a huge peek into those types of things, knowing that. Things could possibly go wrong as we are now, you know, learning um, that can impact schedules. But yeah, I totally had forgotten about that one. So I'm with you. I'm looking forward to it because I forgot it was coming. So I'll, I'll <laughs> round out the food roundup, as it were, because we we would be remiss 
if we did not mention the fifth theme park. Um, I think we may have mentioned last week or maybe not that Everglazed just opened right across from uh, Splitsville, which I, I said, come for the donuts. The Ube donut and the blueberry cake donut are amazing. Stay for the chicken sandwich. I am not kidding when I say it's arguably the best chicken sandwich on property. I kid you not. Lisa Nero Glasner, I know that 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 same day you went there too, and I think you share my affinity for a a funky chicken. Yeah. Um. So that sandwich is easily, and this was like within days of them. Was it the day they opened, or within days of them opening? Um that kind of time period we were trying to trying to give people some slack because they're working out the kinks. There were no kinks. Um, and yeah, the donuts, I'm, I am a sweets person. And even for me, some of those specialty donuts were a little, a little sweet <laughs> for me. Um, but they're, they're awesome. But no, the, um, the sandwiches, that funky chicken sandwich easily, easily top five sandwiches on property. And I think for like a fried chicken sandwich, best on property. Like wow. best, best on property. I, you know, Better than I don't think John believes oh, us. Maybe we should go tomorrow and prove it. I think it to we him. should. Yeah. All right. Maybe Happy Monday. You're going to have to like FedEx me one, guys. Because <laughs> it's going to be hard to believe that it's better than homecoming. I'll FaceTime you while we're eating it. So it's just oh, like you. Oh, thank you. There. Because just like you I'll there. totally understand and believe you for, with FaceTime. Uh, also coming to <laughs> Disney Springs is, I think we might have mentioned last week, Gideon's Bakery, the M&M's store, which M&M's count as a food group. And I still believe coming hopefully in 2021 is Beatrix. Uh, which is going to be open on the west side. And it's interesting and intriguing because it really is focused on a lot of healthy food options, vegetarian, gluten-free, vegan. vegan. Uh, It's a a coffee house as well as a grab-and-go market and bakery as well, as long as Becky, they also have a bar and and cocktails too. We can go browse that while we're eating a funky chicken. Deal. Done. Yahtzee. (laughs) <laughs> we'll work on details when uh, after we're done recording. Uh, and quickly, just a quick aside in Disney Springs, and forgive me if you have it on your list, lest we forget that days, days before the park closed, Drawn to Life, the new Cirque du Soleil yeah. show, was planned yeah, to open. Right. Talking about heartbreak right. for, for, oh. for performers who, did, who tr- have been training for so long for it, were literally just getting into the theater and they were getting ready to start doing some some performances in the coming weeks to have it go away. I, I very much look forward to, again, from, from a personal perspective, loving Cirque du Soleil and for the sake of those performers and the cast and the crew of, of Drawn to Life. Yep. And that is still coming, correct? It is still coming. Yeah. Oh. It is still coming. Yeah, they've tried so. to sell tickets a couple of times and pulled it back because of the push of date. But yeah, that's as heartbreaking. As long as it's not canceled, because the preview that we saw with the animator desk that just got up and walked away. Yeah. Is there anything, uh, and there's one last thing I want to touch on, on on Walt from the Walt Disney World side, but anything else from a theme park side that you want to make sure that, that is on your list? Theme park slash... Well, there's actually two that I still have, but this I mean, is there's a theme the, park. There's the, there's the monstrous, you know, yeah, Colonel that's, Hafey's that elephant room. I mean, we obviously were looking forward to it. Almost goes without saying, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Yeah, w- whatever absolutely. that is going to look <laughs> exactly. like. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> certainly, very hard to tell. We see that 
preparations are already in place, whether it be a new paint design and paint scheme on the arches as you come in, as well as, as on the castle and some other things in preparation for it. We know relatively little at this point, but you have to imagine that even with everything that's been going on, again, that plane very much being in flight, um, I think this anniversary will be even more special than others, not just because it's 50, but because of what it's going to represent in terms of where the park is in, in hopefully is in terms of reopening. Yeah, the way I've kind of looked at it, knowing that there's going to be a lot of change from their initial plans, is like we don't need anything new to celebrate New Year's Eve. We don't need anything um, that's a, a brand new attraction to be together and celebrate. That's what I'm looking forward to is just knowing the people who are all going to be there because you just want to be there on the day that it turns 50 and knowing we're all going to be together. We're going to celebrate this milestone, which is a huge milestone considering everything the company has gone through over the last 50 years. Um, I'm just kind of looking at it as a way to bring everybody together and celebrate and, um, and enjoy the company of the, of the milestone. Yeah, I had a a few other things on my list for the parks, but yeah, obviously the 50th. And it made me think about when we were doing the um, 2020 look back, when I talked about just the energy in the air in Magic Kingdom going into the Halloween um, decorations and and, um, entertainment and kind of how everybody was just so excited just that was the first day that I think I, I think I said this on the show that I was back in Magic Kingdom and I kind of felt that like palpable excitement again in the park and that something new was coming. And I feel like no matter what the 50th is, no matter what October 1st is or, uh, you know, anything that surrounds it that comes, you know, that they managed to get done by that time or or not. Um, it almost doesn't matter. It's just sort of the symbolic nature of the 50th and the energy that I can only imagine, like, you know, I'm sure we've lost a lot of kind of the grand openings of, of attractions and stuff that were going to be happening for the 50th. But I think that almost doesn't matter. It's just sort of the symbolic nature and the the excitement in the park that I can only imagine that's going to come with, um, with that day, just given everything that we've been through and the, what will be at that point, like the year and a half proceeding. Um, And then just to kind of finish myself off, um, you know, fireworks are on my list. I don't know when we're getting, when we're getting them back. God, do I miss them? Um, that goes along with the whole like hugs and unmasked and gatherings and, and stuff, of course. But, um, I miss fireworks so, so much and sort of being in the park, knowing that that's coming. Um, and then the other sort of tidbits that were, um, that were on my list for the parks were, um, I don't think obviously that we're getting the reimagining of Splash Mountain this year, but I do hope that we get some more details on it this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, a little bit more of what's to come there. Um, and we're getting an addition in Hall of Presidents. And I think that's worth it. <laughs> uh, no matter what your your political stance is, I, I do look forward to um, what they do, what they do there. It will be interesting. I, I had one thing that's not a not park, but it's not where we're going next that I have to throw out there because I'm so excited for this when it finally happens, if it finally happens, when it finally happens, Disney cruise line going back into the water with guests on board again, where we can 
have our family names announced as you get on on board the ship and enjoying that magical experience. And I, I know at first when we do, it's going to be with masks and it's going to be with social distancing and it's going to be different sitting, seeing, sitting in the theater and watching the shows because it's not going to be that mass amount of people all taking in a breath together when something incredible happens on the stage. Uh, it's going to be different when it first happens. So I guess my look forward is two points because I think we're going to get them both in 20, hopefully near the end of 2021, but being able to sail again safely and being able to sail again without masks uh, and being able to go to Palo um, brunch and have the ahi tuna, which is so good. Mm. And the strawberry soup, which I, I didn't even know that I loved it as much as I did until after I had it. And now I miss it. Um, all the things on board DCL. Yeah, that was on my list too. And like I, we all said <clears throat> on the last show that the New Orleans cruise feels like 10,000 years ago. It so does. I don't, I don't care if I have to be masked or what's going on. Like I will be on that first sailing. If I, if, if I have the power <laughs> to be on that first sailing um, and I will, I'll do whatever they tell me to do. Yep. You want me to stand? Where do you want me to stand? What do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to wear? Do you need, need me to be in full? Do you need me to have that suit? That's fine. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm good to go. Just, just tell me when. I'm in that same boat too. Because Becky, I, I disagree with you. I, I and what? I don't need any of that stuff. What? I don't need Paulo. I don't need strawberry soup. No. I don't need. I just want. I don't need put, it. I, I want to just, just want it. get on that ship. I want to yeah. get on that ship. It can sit in the dock for all I care. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not even I'm with saying you. I'm with, with you a on smile that. on my face. I yeah. just want to be back on board again. Because it's not about the destinations. It's not about the ports. It's not, okay, maybe it's a little bit about the food, but the <laughs> cruise experience yeah. and everything that sort of, you know, that it, it, it's every piece of it that is a puzzle piece that makes up what a Disney Cruise Line experience really is, is, is what I miss. And like you said, if God willing I can be, I will be back on that first sailing. Yep. Not just because I feel like I want to because I love cruising, but I have incredible faith and confidence in terms of what it's going to look like. Look, pre-COVID, the ships were incredibly clean. They were <laughs> remarkable in terms of sanitizing. Imagine what that's going to be like yeah. now. So in terms of having, and this is me personally, in terms of having a comfort level going on, I think those early cruises are the ones to be on. Yeah. Because one, you know those safety protocols are going to be in place, and two, it is not going to be a full ship. It's you're going to feel like you have that cruise all to yourself. So, Becky, take my credit card, sign me up <laughs> yep. because I'm ready to I be will, on the first one. I will happily be a first tester on the cruise. There will never be a cleaner space in this universe. It was I mean, look, already. I'm, I'm upset about the fact that I can't put 17 pounds of Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese into my plate <laughs> and eventually my pockets at Palo. However, it doesn't matter. Um, I, whatever it is going to be, I want to see it. I want to see what they have in place, but I just want to be back on board. Well, well Car Carnival is going to launch the new vaccination, I think. Fascinating. Forget it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even going to acknowledge that I was going to move on. Was... Wah, wah. <laughs> so, John, going back to what I was going to say. We're laughing on yeah. the inside. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and the kid will be gems. Has been saving that all day long. He's like, oh, I'm gonna. This joke is gonna kill when I. <laughs> he should have practiced a different <laughs> it delivery. Did kill in a bad way. <laughs> but um, if you think about, just like you said, to your point, pre-COVID, you would walk down a staircase and you would walk it with your hand down the railing, and there would be someone right behind you actually cleaning up the railing. So it, I can't imagine how much more tight they can get, but I know that they will. And we're going to hear all about it before they even ask people to cruise again. And we're all going to say, oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're on board literally because it's the protocols are going to be um, amazing and they're going to show us up front and they're going to show us what to expect. And like we've said at the very beginning, when COVID came along, Ships have a very unique opportunity to be a bubble. So you test, you get on, and for the first few, you might not get off except for the private islands, which would be just fine with me. I've always said if the ship would just go to Castaway Key right. and turn around and come back, I'm in. That, that would be fantastic. But it will be incredibly safe because of that, that they do have control over everybody coming on board. Um and at this point, they're talking about having control about what you do when you do go into port. So uh, I think it's going to be one of the safest experiences for a vacation. All right, let's move from the parks to the screens, big and small, Disney Plus and whatever may or may not be coming in terms of big screen theatrical releases. Uh, I, I don't. So we'll, we'll start again with you, Becky. What did you have, if anything, on your list in terms of Disney Plus, movies, Hulu, etc. Do we want to handle this the same way where we just name one on the list? Because right now I've got a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm looking forward to most, I guess. Um, oh, my God. That's even hard. I'm going to go to I'm gonna keep with, with the screen for the first time through here and look at, believe it or not, I'm really excited about Marvel What If. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is going to be so imaginative how they're going to weave together these different stories. I mean, they've already masterfully done um, bringing the MCU together and weaving in one movie into another, into another um, with different characters to kind of wrap your head around what they're going to do with this. It's fascinating to me how someone could sit down and be that creative to, to pull that together. So I think that's one of the first ones of the, you know, other 10 that I'm looking forward to most. And if you don't know, if you're not a Marvel person or a comic book person, and in a very, very basic explanation, the Marvel Comics What If series for years sort of would ask the question, you know, what if this villain wasn't an Avenger? What if Captain America was a woman? What if Spider-Man and so-and-so got... There's all these sort of crazy scenarios, and I think this animated series is going to be the second weirdest thing you see in yes. 2021 on <laughs> uh, on Disney Plus because WandaVision's going to say, yes. hold my insert drink of choice here. And if you want to bring that one up, that was second on my list because remember when they first kind of announced it and they were showing uh, the, Lu- the Lucy and Desi type version of, of the two characters? It's like, wait a minute, what? How are they going to do this? Why would they be living in the 50s? What are they going to possibly, how are they going to do this? And little by little, they've kind of given us teases to show us what the possibilities are. But still, I just remember shaking my head when I saw it for the very first time when I saw those previews going, 
what the and insert the word there <laughs> I, I couldn't wrap my brain around what they were trying to do with it and i'm still kind of wondering and hopefully <laughs> on friday it'll all kind of reveal itself but i'm still in and and i have wondering. some friends who um who are very close to the project who are like you just wait as this i was it's not what we're expecting and you have no idea what that means is sort of paraphrasing what i was told in terms of what this series is going to be like and as we've been getting trailers closer and closer that's all starting to make a lot more sense now um it looks like it's going to be fun and funny but there's also a lot of like real MCU type action that's going to happen in here. That's very much going to impact what we see, not just in this series, but elsewhere on Disney plus and right. very much on the big screens as well. It's just so hmm. fantastic going back in time like that. I, I can't wait to see how they do it. And we've all learned that the movies do have impact on the, sh on the TV shows, which have, have impact on Disney plus, which have impact on everything else. So it's a wild take and I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Lisa, do you again, rather than sort of, you know, uh, uh, staying with the Marvel stuff, we'll sort of I'll let you guys sort of bounce around. What else is is next on your list on on plus or big screen? Yeah, I was obviously going to I was going to stray from Marvel because we just spent some time on it. So I was going through the list and we could obviously we could talk for a long time about all this. I was going through the whole list and between Disney animation, live action, Pixar, Lucas, Marvel and now even Fox. There are more than 50 movies on the list of Jeez. now through 2027 movies. So like we could talk for a while. Do you really day. feel like you're getting your money's worth at $6.99 a month on <laughs> Disney plus? Is it really? Right, even $7.99, I would still be willing. Right. Um, <laughs> and obviously we're super spoiled this year because a bunch of stuff was backed up into 2021. That was supposed to be in 2020 even. So I'll, I'll just, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Obviously I'm stupid excited about WandaVision and a lot of other stuff that's coming um, in the Marvel universe. Um, but I'm going to, take a jump over maybe unexpectedly and say that I'm super excited for Encanto, um, which is due now out for um, November, 2021. It's one of those storylines that seems sort of like almost like Harry Potter, um, Luke Skywalker esque and that you've got this sort of, you know, child that didn't that sort of the one that wasn't magical in the family kind of finding her place in the universe. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is doing the music. He's been hinting about this project for a long, long time. And I think now we're seeing that that is what he's been talking about. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, and Byron Howard, who did Zootopia is directing it, which is super exciting for me. So um, a little bit off the, the beaten path perhaps. Um, and hopefully it'll still come in 2021. It's in November as of right now. Um, but I, I, I do think it's it's um, one that hasn't been getting as much attention as it deserves. And I'm super excited to see it. Also, it, it takes place in Colombia. Um, and I think like the South American um, universe is um, something that's been a bit underrepresented, perhaps in Disney films to date. So I saw Colombia. And the first thing I said was. This film, I hope, does really well. So we get Encanto in the parks and we get some sort of Colombian food somewhere in Walt Disney World. I'm thinking next level where this should go. 
once it debuts. I didn't think you were going to go to the food, but I'm very relieved that you did. If they have a little Buñuelo bar somewhere, <laughs> I will be the happiest man in, in Walt Disney World. I'm most looking forward to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that they're planning. And as far as movies, the is it Raya or Raya and the Last Dragon? Raya and the Last Dragon, yeah. That gets me really going. I really think that's going to be special. Yeah, and and if you think back, we first heard about Raya and the Last Dragon back at the 2019 uh, D23 Expo. So it's been a long time coming and i know a lot of people are excited uh, aquafina is going to be playing uh sisu the dragon who flies like on raindrops and what what little we saw was visually stunning and i think what we're expecting to see here is that much like they did with mulan the film was going to be released in theaters and then for subscribers of disney plus who are willing to pay extra for what they're now calling premiere access you don't have to go to the theater if you want and and want that experience at home right that might be one of those to see in a theater for the first time i don't know but i think that's like we were talking about when we did the 2020 show and like some of the kind of um, imaginative things that disney has come up with coming out of all of this and kind of hoping that the hybrid models emerge um where we you know we stick with the big screen releases but then also um you know offer up for families to watch it at home together, people to watch. It's, it's great together. to have. It's great I, to have a yeah. choice. Like yeah. I love that they're embracing going moving forward with a hybrid model now. So I think that's a great. That's a great um, thing. Like if movie theaters are open and we're out masks and we're not physically distanced, the idea of getting together with you guys and going to Disney Springs and seeing it together with the thirty-seven dollar bucket of popcorn, it actually is attractive <laughs> to me. Almost as much as laying on my couch in my sweats with my comfy blankie and my own popcorn and, you know, watching it that way, too. So it's it's going to be interesting, again, having tested it with Moana, uh, Moana, having tested it with Mulan, what the response is going to be to the premier access, you know, the, assuming the $30 price tag for having that day one in your home as opposed to having to wait a couple of months to have it. For, for free as part of your subscription on Disney Plus. Uh, I, I will also stay within the big and small screen universe, but first I want to give Becky a gift oh because boy. I'll bet you this is not on your list. Okay. And this is, this is a gift for you because I'm sure as you're scrolling through Disney Plus, you probably don't click on the Nat Geo all that much. <laughs> I'm just, it's a guess. <laughs> it is an absolute guess. Did you know that there is going to be a new National Geographic title called, and I'm going to say this slowly so it sinks in, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth? <gasps> yes, I did see that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I say this and, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, making light of the fact that you have this incredibly unhealthy crush on Chris Hemsworth, but Nat Geo Hayek, anyone just saying is also creating some, some high profile, higher profile titles for lack of a better word. So you've got limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Welcome to earth 
which I, which I believe is just sort of a, you know, a working title with Will Smith and the, uh, the series Genius, if you've ever seen Genius, is going to profile Martin Luther King. I am very excited to see Cousteau, um, yes. the Jacques Cousteau. That is going to debut in theaters as well before it comes to Disney+. Plus. But there's also going to be Secrets of the Whale, A Real Bug's Life, and America the Beautiful. So I think Nat Geo, you know, now having been acquired by Disney, is really sort of turning their, you know, turning it up a couple of notches too in terms of creating compelling, attractive content for people that might not have watched Nat Geo before. And if you haven't watched the three-part series on, uh, it's called like Beautiful Japan or Mystery, it's gorgeous. Take a night and go watch it. Right. I forgot about that. It, yeah, you really don't, yeah. you really don't think about, you know, Nat Geo and I think we deal with it in travel because they have some fantastic travel packages and they've done some great things now that they're a part of Disney with Adventures by Disney, some stuff coming up there. So I didn't really think too much about the TV side of it or or the Disney Plus release side of it. But yeah, when Chris Hemsworth, um, when they released some of that uh, info on what was it, the last investor call? That made me want to look at the list from Nat Geo. Go figure. <laughs> I saw the Japan, uh, the Japan one, but I haven't seen it yet. And oh, it's gorgeous. It, it it's gorgeous. does. If you have a 4K box and a 4K TV, it is just yeah. spectacular. And it made yes. me miss Japan even more than I did before. I was going to say that probably is a, a good sales tool for me if I yeah. want to yeah. turn it into one. It should be required but, viewing for anybody who has interest in going to Japan. That's wonderful. And I, I love the fact, though, that, that Disney Plus keeps turning into something that you almost don't need any other TV for except for your local news. Because all the stuff that I need to and want to watch on Disney Plus, and uh, it, it's going to take me a year to catch up, and then there'll be a year full of stuff coming out. So I'm going to constantly be behind. And I'm sure you're going to be behind because you're probably most excited by the live action series Turner and Hooch, which is coming. So Yay. we've all... <laughs> It's not it's not uh, Tom Hanks. It's Josh Peck and coming. But they are, you know, it's funny because they are sort of touching a little bit on the nostalgic, right? Turner and Hooch. There's a Mighty Ducks Game Changer series series, uh, the Mysterious Benedict Society. So if you know if you know the book series, this is going to star Tony Hale and and Kristen Schaal, who I I love Kristen, especially as a a voiceover actress. Uh, There's a Beauty and the Beast series. Swiss Family Robinson is being remade for Disney Plus and Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And I know, um, hmm. especially if you have young kids, uh, the Percy Jackson series a number of years ago was very, very popular too. And there was a couple of movies. There was Percy Jackson, I think, and the Lightning Thief and Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yeah. And they're going to be making the new one um, based on the book by uh, Rick Riordan from, from Disney Publishing Worldwide. I'm not saying that those are like the first things that are on my list in terms of what I'm looking for. Actually, do you know what? I mean, as long as we're talking about things in the Disney universe, um, you know, in addition to Hulu in the U.S., there's, there's, you know, now that FX is part of Disney, um, there's a couple of things on FX that are that very much jump to the top of my radar. They're doing an adaptation of Alien uh, for FX, and they're also going to be remaking... James Clavell Shogun series, uh, which Ooh. is set in feudal Japan. I mean, this was the original series was, I think, like 82, 84, somewhere around there, which was it was one of those epic TV miniseries when it was out. Uh, and I loved it. And I love, you know, that the 
Japanese history. So I'm looking forward to Shogun. Um, Is the Alien adaptation the animated one? I I an animated I I don't, is don't it? there's an animated one coming and I'm hoping it's not if it's Alien the that, musical um, starring the kids <laughs> from High School Musical so it's <laughs> that would be great I would love it don't like, don't laugh they could actually do that they're That'd gonna get great. the giant oh, no. guys don't from cut, Prometheus please, no. and the aliens and hello it's it's a yeah, it's a song and <laughs> face <dance>. hugger <laughs> top hat and the cane yeah got it. <laughs> On that note, but you know, if you want to go in that direction of, of things that are, are in the Disney vein, but not, there's a Bob's Burger movie coming. That's great. I really love Bob's Burgers. I'm sorry, I do. It but the other fantastic. one, the other one I'm really excited about is Free Guy, because I love Ryan Reynolds for for yeah. number one. But the the premise about that is a, a guy that realizes he's in a video game, oh, a, yeah. a la Truman Show type scenario. Um, reading about that. It, it, it kind of sounded fun to begin with, but then I saw some of the um, the trailers that were kind of leaked out, and that became I have to see this. There's going to be a lot of humor tied into that with a anything uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Taika yes. Waititi. Taika Waititi's in it too. Is he? I didn't yeah. know that. Yep, love Ryan Reynolds. So I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, this that was actually supposed to come out in uh, in December, but obviously because of Corona, they they pushed it. Yeah. They pushed it back. So if Disney owns FX. What is his name again? I forgot how to pronounce Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. He does what we do in the shadows. Technically, then, is a part of Disney. That's great. Yeah. They own everything now. Disney just owns my childhood and my entire, my entire and house. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just <clears throat> loving every minute of it. Um, all right, Lisa, what uh, what is next for you? Um, it's all kind of a mishmash from here on out. I'm, I'm kind of like traumatized, but fully understand the fact that we haven't even mentioned Black Widow. <laughs> well, like, I thought we were supposed to stay like... away from, I was waiting until the Marvel thing came back around because everyone's know, like, we spent so much time on Marvel. So now like, like I have a whole list of Marvel. List. I mean, it's hype on my list as far as like things I have information about and like should be excited about. Like I keep coming back to that SNL skit where, <laughs> where they're like joking about how well, Marvel handles women. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you and I the only two that are getting this? Have, have you guys not seen it? Natasha uh, was a go-getter <laughs> girl in the big city. <laughs> I'm we'll not old enough to watch SNL yet. So I, 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 I <laughs> not tall enough to wear it? Wow. wow. Um, <laughs> oh. That's just hurtful. No, I mean, you can actually hear me. Wow. I, yeah, I am looking forward to it. I love that David Harbour is going to be in it. I dig him, obviously. Um, you know, I obviously I'll uh, you know I'll be there when it comes goes out. I don't know that it's like high up on my list. Um, if it came out, if it comes out in theaters and on Disney Plus, do you go see it in the theater? Ooh, no. I'm gonna, I would. I think I'd probably go see it on. I would think I would probably see it on Disney Plus. And, and I think I would probably like play it on Disney Plus, and like if my kids were like into it. At home, we'd go to the theater, um, but yeah, like I think I'm I'm sad to say that it's probably the only, you know, it, it, seeing as like Avengers Endgame is like the epitome of the example of the movie that I wouldn't want to see on the small screen. It makes me really sad to say that I would probably opt for Disney Plus for Black Widow. Um, I'm, yeah, I think on that one, I'm just really looking forward to getting all the backstory 
that has been alluded to through all the others. Um, those of you who are really into the comic books and really into Black Widow, you probably know all of it anyway. But for someone like me who is, you know, I'm, I am an Uber fan, but I'm so, more of the movie side. So there's a whole bunch of black holes in Black Widow for me still that um, I haven't been able to put together. So I'm looking forward to to getting all of that backstory. And yeah, I would probably go to a theater for this one. I I think. Well, and I think yeah, like I do it slow, but I don't know if I would take my kids to the theater. But yeah, I'm curious to know what happened in Budapest. Yeah, exactly. That keeps coming, <laughs> and those are the little, little Easter eggs I, I want the backstories for. I want to know what all these little jokes were. You know, and I think the way Disney Plus has scheduled and staggered these releases is brilliant because we're just getting over the excitement of the ending of Mandalorian. And we roll right in to WandaVision, mixed in with a little bit of Marvel Legends sort of connecting all these. And then we go right from WandaVision to Falcon and the Winter Soldier on March 19th. And then May 7th, we have Black Widow. Later on that month, the Loki series starts uh, on dis- right. Like that's going to be cool. That's going to be very. That cool. he gonna- disappeared in the last one, and he he took the um the little the little blue cube and wow. disappeared wow. somewhere. I know. <laughs> that, I literally felt that. It's, I've got this radiating pain down my left arm when you said the little blue cube, and um, that's why I said it. Just to see. <laughs> we'll go from there to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in July. This is going to be another theatrical release. You know, Shang-Chi is is like a lot of the, you know, this is a, uh, it's a deep cut going back to like the early 70s. Uh, and, and what we ended up seeing in Iron Man 3 in terms of, um, uh, some of these characters sort of not necessarily being who they were. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is going to make all of that make a lot more sense. Like we said, what if debuts in the summer? The Eternals in November. Yes. The Eternals, I think, is going to be sort of a... Get what I mean by this. The Eternals is going to be... If Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers Endgame had a baby, it would be the Eternals. <laughs> because before Guardians of the Galaxy came out, everybody was going, what's a Guardian of the Galaxy? What What is this? What's a Groot? Now, all of a sudden, Guardians of the Galaxy is, you know, it's just part of the zeitgeist. Avengers Endgame, this epic film that's what this is going to be because we are going to be introduced to an entirely new group of super duper superheroes in the marvel cinematic universe i'm not going to spoil anything but they are basically um giorgio sukalos is going to love it because they're ancient aliens basically <laughs> that have been living on earth as we've all have known uh for thousands of years and this is going to follow uh you know timeline wise the events of avengers endgame and we're going to be introduced to a brand new set of 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 enemies ancient enemies the deviants it's going to make thanos look like you know he's playing with tinker toys um (laughs) and then in late 2021 i'm really excited and i think a lot of people should be even if you don't know the character ms marvel 
debuts uh, mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, and Kamala Khan is a uh, a superhero, and she was Marvel's first Muslim character to ever appear. So Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel are not the same. They are not necessarily related. But I know a lot of people, especially who are people who are fans of the comic, are excited for Ms. Marvel. And then Hawkeye comes out yeah. uh, later on that year, oh. too. Going to be a great time for Marvel fans. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, phase I'm looking four, forward to that. Phase four is really going to, I think for a yeah. lot of people, in a, in a wonderful way, disrupt all the things that we know and love about Marvel. And look, you know, let's not forget about the other stuff that's coming, you know, after that too, you know. Let's, I love the way they layer. I think there's a because... Spider-Man movie. I, somebody told me that there's a Spider-Man three movie multiverse thing coming out. So I'm trying not to sort of just play to my own personal loves, but Spider-Man's coming out, by the way. I love the way the they preview? layer it. You didn't get the preview for that, Lou? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> But like talk about things that feel a thousand miles away. Like I remember being at D23 when like the Eternals cast was on stage and like Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek and like they're like the excitement that was, you know, very much in the air <laughs> during that during that moment on stage at D23. Um, but the cast for that is sick, like Harry Styles, Kit Harrington, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, and on and on. Like I'm sorry, the, who, the who was that last is- one again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why no you're looking for forget like how you were in the room. No, wait a minute. You get a movie and I get a Nat Geo series. Hold on. There's a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Spider-Man and Selma Hayek in the same year. Like talk about 2021 making up for, you know, 2020. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. I like I like the, the the layering though. I like how we didn't know the stuff of Doctor Strange that was going on at the same time that something else is going on on the other movies and and to see the timelines interact. Um, I'm kind of excited to see that. And, and just as we've kind of had to say goodbye to some of our favorite characters, being introduced to a whole new level in that same quality of storytelling. That's what's really exciting for me is to get something else to um, to get to know some new people to get to know and to care about and to wonder what's going to happen in the next uh, movie for them. Well, and, I, you know, getting sort of less specific and sort of pulling back from a, a 30,000 foot view, lest we forget the acquisition of Fox that that happened relatively recently. So yeah. there's a lot of 20th century theatrical films that are coming out that I just wonder how much, if any, of the the handprint of Disney might be on those uh, a little bit more than, and, and how that might change it. So, for example, uh, in March, The Kingsman is coming, and The Kingsman is a prequel to The Kingsman series, which I love, by the way. Uh, it's, it's very witty. It's very, very funny. Um, that was supposed to hit theaters back in September. It was pushed back until... Uh, February, but it's it's one of these great, um, you know, somewhat tongue in cheeky spy novels that that is not it's a not a Marvel thing. It's not a Disney. It's not a Pixar thing. But one of the ones that I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Nobody mentioned Cruella with Emma Stone. Ooh. It does look interesting. <laughs> I, just, I I'm looking at your faces when I said Cruella just to see what what the reaction was going to be or Jungle Cruise. Already mentioned Jungle Cruise. Yeah, those were the two on my list we haven't said yet. Um, I'm 
I'm hopeful. I'm I'm not like particularly intrigued by Corolla in itself, like a, as far as what I've seen in it, but like I'm hopeful about it just because of like how much I knew I love Maleficent. So I know that they've been really, really smart about these sort of spins on the villains um, in the past. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Um, I would have had a hard time coming up with like how they would have made Maleficent a sympathetic character. So who knows what they'll do with Miss and Puppy. I forgot all about Jungle Cruise. I feel like we've been talking about it for five years now. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have, actually. <laughs> yeah, so July 2021 now. And it does look good. And I love The Rock. So I'm sure it'll be good. Do you know what it'll else I funny. haven't really heard really much discussion about? But I, I admittedly, maybe it's a, um, it's a guilty pleasure, but I loved the two movies. There's a night at the museum movie that's going to be coming to Disney Plus and it's going to bring back Kamun Ra who was played by Hank Azaria who I think is one of the funniest one of the most talented not just voice actors but actors as well um, Owen Wilson's going to be back in it um, I, I think and, and they've got um, um, I'm not sure if they're using footage of of Robin Williams as um, as Teddy Roosevelt but I, I'm looking forward to seeing that too and, and lest we forget you know, I think we we touched on it and need to we do need to circle back uh, because, John, you mentioned Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I'm incredibly excited because I, I have a little bit of a crush on you and McGregor because Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character. Hayden Christensen. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. But man, yeah. oh, man, the Lucasfilm lineup for this year, Range Amazing. of the New Republic, Ahsoka. Andor, Bad Batch, Visions, Lando, The Acolyte, A Droid Story, Rogue Squadron. There is a ton coming out of the Lucasfilm studio that, and again, I said this on our 2020 recap, I applaud and, and give you know specific sort of top of the pyramid credit to Favreau and Filoni for not just saving the Star Wars franchise, but I think helping to usher in an incredibly passionate fervent new love for it and desire for more content and i think that that because of mandalorian the the stakes have been raised the standards have been raised which makes me even more excited for all the ones that i just mentioned i was really wondering when you were going to get to book of boba fett because i know that you completely lost it when you when you saw the end of that i think the <laughs> Ending the the post credit scene, and I'm not. I mean, obviously we're spoiled it already. But the post credit scene of the ending of Mandalorian season two was a mind blowing, nobody saw it coming moment. I don't care how dedicated of a Star Wars fan you are. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Yeah, I sure didn't. That that was really cool the way that they put that together and uh, every got everybody excited. The tease was perfectly placed for sure. I didn't realize Ahsoka's coming in 21. You had mentioned it. Am I? It, it might be later on, but I mean, okay. just sort of all the things that we saw on the Investors on the Day. List. I don't know the actual, yeah. um, the, the timeline of it. You know what I'm excited for? All the baby Yoda merchandise that is going to come out between <laughs> now and Christmas of 2021. I'm sure they're going to milk that one for everyone's worth, and I'm going to be a sucker for it. So thank you gosh I have a have Disney a Gita so that I can get the dollars back on it to spend on my Did you get your warmer yet? Your your yes. baby? You did. Good, yes. good, good. 
Uh, and also, just a quick thing, as long as we're talking about movies, there are some anniversaries that are coming up that I think will be celebrated. It's the 60th anniversary of 101 Dalmatians, 55th anniversary of Winnie the Pooh, 70th anniversary of Alice in Wonderland. Wow. If you think the 25th anniversary of Hunchback of Notre Dame is going to make you feel old, get ready. Cars, Pirates of the Caribbean, and High School Musical are 15 years old. No. No, yeah. I <laughs> refuse to believe that. Yeah. No. Oh, um, yeah. So is there anything else we missed, not just in uh, on screens, but anything uh, that you might be personally looking forward to that was on your list, which clearly is no longer a, a 10 things that we're excited for, but anything else that you were excited for coming in 2021? Just seeing all of you guys in person. That's the only thing that I'm missing on my list. Same. Very much same. I say this every year. And after last year, I find myself a little bit more hesitant to say it because I always say, because I believe it. And look, I'm a positive person. It's just, it's just who I am. It's, it's the way I live my life. It's not just about Disney. Um, I'm always excited most for what we don't know yet. We know that Disney is full of surprises, um, you know, as am I. I, too, have lots of plans in the work that I have not re- released or revealed yet for 2021, which hopefully gets you excited and gets Becky a little bit nervous. Frustrated? As a nervous? nervous call it whatever it is that you will. Just turn the camera around. Just Can I have a remote control on the camera to turn no. it around to look at the whiteboard? That's nope, all I ask, nope, just nope. once. Um, yeah, even just with the redesign of the new home studio, I'm still hiding the whiteboard from your prying eyes. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I am. I am, especially after the year we had. I am. I am looking forward to 2021 more than ever. Um, but any any parting thoughts, Becky, Lisa, or John? I think we covered a lot of it, but a lot of it is for all of us. As you can hear, it's we're all hoping to get back to some form of normality. Yeah, for me, it just goes to show that while we had a tough year and we missed a lot. Um, there's a lot to be excited about in front of us. There's a lot coming of what we know, like you said, Um, but we get to catch up on the things that we thought we were going to have. We're going to get them. Um, There's a lot of things coming to the parks, a lot of surprise and delights that are, are right ahead of us. Great TV. So it's going to be hard to travel when there's a lot of TV that I, I, I just need to have now the, addiction to to disney plus and get it on my ipad so i can watch it on the planes um i'm just really really excited about what's in store and what they're yet to announce so that we can look forward to the things when we do this show and we talk about what's coming in 2022 yeah i mean i think that you know we've done this we've done a form of this show together before lou you do this every year um, and I think that, you know, in years past, there's been sort of a more tangible list of things to come that we felt like we had a calendar date for, or, you know, it's been sort of more about sort of attractions and experiences and movies and, you know, things that we had on our calendars for, for the years to come. And while we sort of did just have that conversation about a list of tangible things, I think that what we're all kind of looking forward to most is something that's really, really hard to put into words and certainly very hard to um, 
you know, articulate in the same sort of way as saying, I can't wait for Tron to open. And it's just, <laughs> we want to be together again. And, yeah. you know, I'm being a big sap in part because this was marathon weekend and, you know, I just ran 48.6 miles alone um, and, and hammered home, I think more than ever before, sort of the extent to which I miss all of you so, so much. And I miss hugs and I miss seeing people's faces without masks on and, and, you know, all those things. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, if you and I, can all if we can all be together again when we do this show again going into 2022 i'm sure we'll have a lot to say about this show and hindsight being 2020 and no pun intended god forbid (laughs) (laughs) um you know and i you know i think looking back on all of it you know i I think we'll we'll have a lot to say about what we thought was coming this year and what wasn't but um you know just just know that while i think we all had a list of sort of tangible items and attractions and things that we could talk about on this list that more than anything in the world we just want to be together again and see your faces and would it be great to say hug would it be great to say do you remember that time where you couldn't be together with anyone for like a year so that'll come it'll get get yeah and there was no buffets oh god it hurt me to say that That one hit. That one, yeah, I just, that that hurt coming out. Um, we couldn't get on a cruise ship. Hey, year we didn't have to take our pajamas off. <laughs> right. Clearly, yay for sweats. <laughs> yay for stretchy. It's been a stretchy pants kind of year, so I'm I'm digging it a lot. Um, in my um, in my desire to stay true to my word for for 2021, which which is focus, I will not. Uh, I will try very much not to wax poetic um for for far too long as i look forward again to this year i i wanted i would be remiss if i didn't say thank you again for letting me do what i do for for trusting me to do what i do and and sharing your time with me um i am looking forward to and like the space mountain q song used to say you know here's to the future and you um Becky from Mouse Fan Travel, Lisa from the com and CoreMemoryCandles.com, and John from BigFatPanda.com. Uh, thank you very much for helping me get through 2020 for all the memories and the times and the hugs and the meals that we're going to share in 2021. And, you know, I started the, I, I started this segment with a song and I want to end with one. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to give you the lyrics from it. And we've we've recently talked about some of the music from the parks. And at some point, we will do maybe an overarching the best of the best of the best of the best of songs worldwide. And one of my favorite songs um, is an Alan Menken song. And it's from Sinbad's Storybook Voyage at Disney Sea. And I'm translating the Japanese with a lot of help from other people. And the song is Follow the Compass of Your Heart. And it says, tides may turn you and toss you and storms may arise. 2020. Harm may stand in the path where your destiny lies. But just reach out for a friend when you're lost and astray. Let the compass of your heart show you the way. Life is the greatest adventure. There is no map. There is no chart. But if you seek life's great treasure follow the compass of your heart. Uh, I hope that that is what you do in 2021. Uh, like Mary Poppins said on Broadway, anything can happen if you let it. And, uh, and 
if I think if you go in to this year with a positive mind and a positive heart and look forward to all the exciting things that are in our future, um, I think and I hope that 2021 will be our best year yet. So Becky, Lisa, John, and you, our friend who has been sitting here, hopefully still again this week uh, <laughs> around this virtual roundtable. Um, I love and appreciate you. Um, and, and thank you for, for everything that you made 2020 to be. And I look forward to seeing you again in 2021. It's okay to follow that compass to the buffet too. And maybe to do <laughs> Disney cruise and Apollo. <laughs> oh, Just check in. I know. Strawberry soup. Yum. <laughs> Tokyo. Like, <gasps> just to go back to Tokyo. What I wouldn't Corn. give to go to Japan again. We need to stay longer when we go back. I might not leave. All the popcorn. All of the popcorn. Not just one or two of the flavors, but all. The Chandu tails. <gasps> I forgot about Why do I not think about these things? Those were so good. Remember the little Ursula, the the bun, the the purple bun that was, oh, and the rice thing with the outside the Tower of Terror. Do you remember the sushi place in the oh, downtown Disney area? That was one of my most fond memories of that trip. Was you and I yeah. going to an, a, an authentic Edo style taking sushi our and shoes you off. just indulging me, and I was like a kid in Disneyland for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think we need a, a group trip. To- See if the compass can point there. If only there was somebody. No. Right? Somebody who knew travel. Are you kidding me? That's right. When you come to world or land or Japan, (laughs) go to Mouse Fan Travel with your core memory candle and take one with you as well as a panda importer. For our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, hear, remember, or even tasted. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week we went over to Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom, and I asked you to see if you remember what's the last song that the orchestra plays in Mickey's PhilharMagic. First, thanks to the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew and remembered that it was, of course, the Mickey Mouse March. And I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were once again playing for a copy of my brand new 
Disney Interviews book, which you can find at DisneyInterviews.com. And by the way, is now available in hardcover at Amazon. You'll also get a copy of my 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, as well as all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom's secrets, history, stories, and details. You can find all those at the shop at www.radio.com. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Stephanie Bagduski. So, Stephanie, thank you. Congratulations. I will get your prize package at you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, I'm going to ask you to tell me where in Walt Disney World you could or can find Whirlybugs, Casey Jr., Pinocchio, Chernabog, and a snail. You have until Sunday, January 17th, to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there, and once again, you're going to play for my Disney Interviews book, The 102 Ways book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours, as well as my love, affection, and pride that you got this one correct. The last three, not very valuable at all, but you still get the two books and all seven of the audio walking tours. If you can tell me where in Walt Disney World you can or could find Whirly Bugs, Casey Jr., Pinocchio, Chernabog, and a snail. They're all in, or were in, one-ish location. Tell me where you can find them for a chance to win this week's prize package. So good luck, think out of the box, and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again for taking the time to tune in this and every week. As always, I hope you had fun, learned something new, and that the show brought a little bit of happiness and Disney magic to your day and your week. Your question of the week this week is to tell me, what are you looking forward to most in 2021? You can let me know by going to the Clubhouse. That's our group on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. I'll post the question there. You can answer in the comments. You could also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Let me know there. In addition to being part of the community and conversation in the Facebook group, be sure and like the page at facebook.com slash Radio and connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, you can email me, Lou at www.radio.com. Don't forget to join me this and every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live on Facebook, where together we can not only discuss this week's show, but I'll share my top five live. We'll discuss last week's Disney Plus Pick of the Week, and I'll share my pick of the week for this coming week. I'll also answer your questions live. Have a 20 questions contest and lots more again every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. Huge thanks, as always, to some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate you helping to support the show, and I love being able to give back to you and say thanks with rewards each and every month. I want to thank some of the new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Travis Carlson, Andrew Klein, John Melanie, Joe Landino, Stephen Wright, Christine Leo, and Amanda Bonner. If you want to find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar a month, and get exclusive monthly rewards, including scavenger hunts, trivia quests, 
care packages from Walt Disney World, live video group calls, and lots more. You can visit www.radionation.com. And don't forget that a portion of your contributions, which do start as little as a dollar a month, do help go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. If and when you are ready to book your next trip to Walt Disney World or any destination in this great big beautiful world of ours you can go and visit our friends including becky mankin over at mouse fan travel as you know for almost 15 years it's who i recommend because it's who i use more importantly who i trust for you to give you the best possible prices all available discounts all at no cost to you you can find them over at mousefantravel.com if there's some way that I can help you turn what you love into what you do, look, I am incredibly thankful for the opportunity that you have given me, and I want to help you individually or in your business, event or school, through one-on-one coaching, mentoring. I have a mastermind group forming now. You can learn more and reach out to me with any questions by visiting lumangelo.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, and I hope that you do, please help spread the word by sharing a link to this or your favorite episode on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over an Apple podcast. It is incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers, including the S-Bar, who says it's the gold standard. Lou is simply the best. The podcast doesn't need a review. All you need to do is listen, and you'll be hooked and in love. Wow, thank you. And Andrew Milan says it's awesome. The best Disney podcast, hands down. If you want the best in Disney content, lose your man. Every podcast is great. That hour a week plus keeps you going in between trips. A++++. Andrew, the S-Bar, thank you again so much. Again, just search for WW Radio on iTunes or go to www.radio.com slash review for instructions and a link. Finally, most importantly, once again, thank you so, so very much, as I said last week and and during the show, as we head into this new year and start building our own momentum, it is important now more than ever to not only find, but to choose the good. It is up to you to look for and find that good in everything you encounter, and more importantly, in everything you do, and there's incredible power in that, and you do have the power to make choices make decisions and seek out and find and share the good. And if you do, not only will you feel better, and and I do believe that positivity is contagious, but you will make others feel better as well. If there's ever anything I can do to show my appreciation for you and to you, please let me know. But until then, I hope to see you on the live show on Wednesday night. hope to see you again on social and hope that this truly is your best week, your best year ever. I love and appreciate you. See ya. Hey, Lou. This is Cody outside of Memphis, Tennessee. And my best part of 2020, obviously 2020 was very hard um, and was a very, very hard for, for some, depending on situations. Um, but my best part was seeing how people came together and supported each other um, I hope that in the future we have more respect and we show more respect for the frontline workers and for the people who were the first responders and people uh, delivering mail and, and working in restaurants and things like that. The people that were the essential workers that when the rest of us um, were, were quarantined and able to be quarantined, um, the people who were out keeping things going. Another really, really great thing that came from 
2020 was just uh, the inspiration from the group and the community. Um, the the number of people who gave their time to talk with me or my class um, about their fandom, about their journey, was really inspiring. And just seeing how everyone in this community rallied around each other to support um, whoever was in need, whether it was cast members, whether it was um, you or others. Um, so in in really, really hard times, um, we see really good things happening and people doing good things, and those are a few of the things that I saw. So thank you um, again. Thanks for putting good out into the world, and thanks, everyone, for um, a, a more positive 2020. And good luck in 2021. Bye. So I am at the boathouse, shocker, having a <clears throat> quote-unquote business meeting because when I have business meetings, where else I go? And when I'm sitting at the boathouse, guess who I finally, after all these years, run into but... Christine Morrison from Flower Town, Pennsylvania. And the crowd goes wild. Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm not even enjoying lunch. This is really just, I'm just really here all for business. And I literally had to, like, resist running up and hugging you. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. Same here, man. I, I couldn't believe that we saw you when we walked in. And you're sitting in your favorite spot. This is your table. should have a plaque that says Lou Mangello sits here. And I'm, like, watching you now through, our, through your mask as you're speaking because now I'm like, oh, that's what she looks like. Now I'm, like, associating, like, a face with the voice. <laughs> I know. I'm so bad. But that's okay. I'm enjoying the boathouse. I had the Duck Duck Raz, which is that super cute martini with the little rubber ducky. Oh, my God. It's adorable. This That's is- how you said you had the courage to come over, right? That's right. <laughs> and then my son goes, why don't you just go over? I'm like, I don't want to interrupt his meal. Like, I feel rude. And then he's like, just go. I'm like, all right, I'm going over. So here I am. And there you go. Where else would we meet other than the boathouse? It's only appropriate. I can't believe you are actually here. I'm like, no, no, oh. I'm, I'm always here. Like, this is, I pretty much just work and live I here. I couldn't believe it. The kids were like, there's Lou. And I'm like, no, it isn't. I'm like, oh my God, yes, it is. There's <laughs> so. an easy small world joke in here. So there you go. It's Christine Moore. You don't have to, I mean, you still should call the voicemail this week. Because I, I, like, no, I will. I would, I, I would literally, like, call you back. Like, if you didn't call me, like, you okay this week? Because I haven't heard from you. <laughs> So this is day one. We literally just flew in from Philly. Um, wait, wait, wait. You flew in from where? From Philadelphia. Oh, we can't be friends anymore because the Eagles kept the Giants out of the <laughs> I know. All we had to do was win the game, and we couldn't even do it. I know. I know the Giants look, fans were... Look up the word tank in the dictionary and the Eagle, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Philadelphia tanks on a regular basis. So. This time you did it on purpose. It doesn't matter because my day has been made. Uh, it's it's uh, lunch at the boathouse and finally getting to meet you. Thanks, Lou. It was so great seeing you. Insert. insert. Starts off my vacation on a, on a great note. And it's only going to go up from here. So I there know, you go. So. Nine days of bliss starts here. Insert virtual hug here.